Man Up, brought to you by Construction Professionals, a program dedicated to inspiring and helping men live lives of heroic virtue. Join Joe Stopulus and Father Zach Kowski every Monday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. And now, it's time to man up. Another year goes by, more beers, more smoke. Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are broadcasting from the Mercy Live Up Studios, heard on 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. Around the world, streaming online at iowacatholicradio.com and on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Also, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. I am Joe Stopulus, along with Father Zakowski, and today we are going to have part two of our interview with Father John Ricardo. Before we get too far into it, Father Zach, would you please open us up in a word of prayer? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, you are the model of of all fatherhood for us, and you've given us St. Joseph in a particular way to show us how to be true men, how to lead a family, and also be a servant a servant to them. We ask you to help our, our fathers in a special way to step into that role each day more and more, to love their wife and children as Christ loves them. And we ask this through the intercession of our Blessed Mother, spouse of St. Joseph, as we pray, Hail Mary, full, full of grace, grace, the Lord, Lord is with thee. thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, on uh, part one, for those of, who, those of our listeners who couldn't hear it, we talked, uh, the topic is heroic fatherhood. And so part one dealt mostly with uh, his own his own father. With Father Ricardo's uh, father. Uh, father. Yeah, yeah. Father John's uh, dad. and. And the relationship that they had, and the uh, the model that uh, was given to him from his from his own father, and so let's just do a quick recap for our listeners to help them understand. Here's the kind of guy uh, Father John got to see growing up, and then in the second part of the interview, we'll dive into what's that mean to us today. So, what were some of your favorite parts from the conversation? Well, of course, he t- Father Ricardo talked about his father being the uh, chairman and CEO of Chrysler Corporation in the seventies. And I love I love the story of you know whenever he traveled for work, that the driver was given one set of instructions by his staff, which was make sure you get him to daily mass. You know, mm-hmm. so that's because he's want gonna want to go to daily mass wherever he goes. So I think just that little witness. I think another. I mean, it's actually a great witness. Another witness piece that I think Father Ricardo's father showed was that. That uh, just being on your knees at night, praying, and I love what Father Ricardo said that he, pr- you know, he didn't pray in front of us to be seen, but he, but he prayed, prayed in front, front of, of us to be, to be seen. seen. Exactly. And uh, I think, yeah, it certainly kind of struck me as a priest to continue to continue to make sure I'm doing that. You know, to not just always pray in private, but to be out with my people as well in the pews and allowing them to see their priest of prayers is a very healthy and very beautiful thing. And the other example I got was, you know, he talks about humility and how his dad, that, that is the one word he would really use to describe his dad was, was humility. And then a servant leader, uh, and especially in his own family. And, uh, his, so his mother was, you know, basically, uh, disabled for the better part of her adult life and how his dad just spent his life ministering to their mother. And that's really how he spent his time and how I, as a, as a husband, Am called, St. Paul says, uh, to to 
treat my wife as, as Christ treated the church, which means I'm, I'm here to die for my wife and to, to give my life for her. Uh, and I think that, that Father John O'Connor's dad did a good job of that. And he, in ministering to his wife uh, throughout their life, that was a perfect example of, of what you're supposed to be doing as a husband, no matter how bad things get. So stick around. We're going to head to a short break. And when we come back, we're going to have part two of our interview with Father John Ricardo. Thank you, construction professionals, for underwriting our show, Man Up. Construction professionals have been long supporters of Iowa Catholic Radio, and we've seen their work firsthand. It's very impressive. They do remodeling or new construction that is innovative, functional, and designing what you want. cpcustomhomes.com. Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. Here now is part two of our interview with Father John Ricardo on heroic fatherhood. Looking forward now, we want to talk about the crisis of manhood and fatherhood today. Uh, I know you've spoken at men's conferences and, and said that what the world needs more than anything right now is strong Catholic men. Why is there a crisis of manhood and fatherhood today? Oh, I think well, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I mean, I think one of the reasons is, is what we were just talking about in the sense of what's being presented to me. So there's a crisis because lots of guys didn't have a good example of a father, first of all. So I didn't see this lived out. My dad was, was anything but reliving and revealing the fatherhood of God in my home. Uh, maybe he was gone. Maybe my folks were divorced. Maybe he was absent. Maybe he was whatever. So I, I didn't have a great example necessarily at home. Or I'm living in a culture which, again, is just assaulting me with messages and images of, you know, like what they presume a man's supposed to look like. And so those things, they affect us, right? They seep in. Um, and so I, I don't have good models oftentimes. That, that really what it falls down to, I think, for a lot of guys. They haven't been mentored well. And, they're, and younger guys, increasingly so, I hear them say, like, I'm just starving for a mentor. You know, I was talking to a, a, a good friend of mine. He's about 10 years younger than me, so early, mid-40s. And I was challenging him to try to look after this, uh, this young guy who I know really admires him. So the, the young guy is maybe 20 years younger than him. And I said, have you ever, you know, he, he comes and talks to you all the time, like after Mass. Have you ever just gone up to him and said, hey, you, you want to go get some coffee or something like that? He says, no, I never really thought of that. I said, try it. So he, he calls me like the next day and says, dude, you, you got to hear what happened. <laughs> and he never calls. He's always texts. He says, I went up to so-and-so. And I got the words, would you like to, out of my mouth. And that's as far as I got. And the young guy looked at me and said, yes. I mean, he was just starving for an, a guy who was uh, not, you know, noticeably older, but enough older that he knew he, this guy could give me some wisdom. Starving for an older brother to kind of take him under his wing. And I hear that over and over again from guys like in their 20s, late teens to late 20s. Like, I just wish I had some guy to help teach me, form me, love me, mentor me in a way that I know it's going to be safe, I can be me, and he can help me grow to be a man because I don't think I know how to be a man. What do you think men are replacing their duties as husbands and fathers with? Oh, uh, I think a lot of things, you know, um, amusements, diversions, distractions, Things that I, I things that I can, um, th those might all sound negative. On a more positive side, things that I feel like I can control and impact 
in a more direct way um, that don't require um, as much time. <laughs> I mean, I can't fathom being a dad, quite honestly. I mean, I got 12,000 spiritual children, but it's, it's nothing like the, the day in, day out grind of a, of a man who's got children under his care in his own home. And I forget who it is from antiquity, but I mean, to have children is to civilize barbarians, right? So these aren't noble, <laughs> these aren't noble savages. These are people who are fallen, who have selfish, rebellious wills, just like I have and you have. And, and, and you know that as you're raising them, and, and you know they're going to do the same things that you did to your dad or your mom when you were young, and they're going to get defiant and rebellious. I mean, that's just, that's got to be exhausting as all get out, and you've got to do is. that day in, day out. <laughs> yeah, I can hear it. <laughs> um, you should see so, the bags I mean, under my do? eyes. It's unbelievable. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. Don't stop looking in the mirror. <laughs> and so, so that can just get... It can feel like I'm not having an impact. And yet, here's, here's, a key, here's an encouraging word for guys. Even though I was at a, a conference in uh, Notre Dame about a year ago or so, and they were talking about all that they've uh, been studying across the country on um, impact on youth, particularly with regards to faith. And hands down, the, the most effective, significant, important pastors of children are parents and especially dads, even though the children will give the wrong imp- or give a different impression, and even though kind of the narrative script in our culture is saying that kids aren't listening, the kids themselves, when they're probed and studies are done, they'll tell you something different than the narrative. Hands down, the most significant impact in my life of faith is my dad. Father, I was, Always. Ta- I was having coffee... Uh, just before this with uh, a coworker and he asked what do you think it is what do you think is behind the the priest shortage and kind of that lack of strong fatherhood and i think uh, i think those two things go hand in hand i think that that lack of spiritual fatherhood in the family directly correlates with maybe the lack of priests but what do you think is leading to this pre-shortage, and also this lack of strong fatherhood right now? I would uh, wholeheartedly concur. I think there are, priests tend to, not always, but they tend to come from um, examples of strong fatherhood, heroic fatherhood. My mom and dad, you know, they used to kind of pound into our heads uh, a line from the, the old marriage ritual, the exhortation before marriage, which said, sacrifice is always tedious and irksome. Love can make it bearable. Hmm. Perfect love makes it a joy. And so I saw my dad and my mom live a life of sacrifice in so many different ways for each other, for us, for others. And I saw the result of that was, you know, the paradox is they were happy. And so if, if, I, if I have a vision of either marriage or of religious life or priesthood, which is, man, I hope I get something out of this. I'm, I'm just set up to fail. If I go into it with, I want to give everything to this, then I get happy. You know, like, look to love and you'll become happy. Look to be happy and you'll never be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's, that's a part of it. Um, I, I agree with what you're saying. So The more that we can show as dads and as spiritual fathers 
the joy that comes from living a sacrificial life, the more we're going to attract more men to fatherhood and to spiritual fatherhood. Well, that's a good segue. I'm at home playing video games, probably not going to happen. Yeah, that's a that's a good segue. Let's talk tangibly now. Uh, what can I do as a biological father? What are the things that are most important for me to implement in my life, whether it be in my relationship with God, my relationship with my spouse, or my relationship with my children? Can we talk about tangible things, takeaways uh, for me and the listeners uh, as as biological fathers? Yeah, you just put that on a T for me, because so our Archbishop uh, just released a pastoral letter on the new evangelization that's called Unleash the Gospel. So shameless plug for the Archdiocese of Detroit, unleashthegospel.org. It's, I think it's the best thing I've ever seen on, uh, on the new evangelization, on not just theoretical, but very practical how to do some things. And in it, one of the things that he charges families, and I would say right now in a particular way, men to do, um, he, he lists a number of practical things to, to consider doing. The first is simply to reclaim your identity in relationship to God. So in other words, see that the Lord has established you as a man for the purpose that we talked about earlier, to reveal and relive on earth his fatherhood. Just stand in that. Okay, so reclaim your identity. Like, no one's a more important or effective pastor for my children than I am as a dad. So, so know that and just feel the, like the Father's blessing on you, his strength pouring into you, his grace to do what he's asked you to do. Then he goes on to just get much more practical. So a second step is reclaim Sunday. Like, take it back. Um, what's the movie about the concussions in the NFL? You know, where like one guy says, I mean, it, it's a, it's a day of the week that the NFL owns now, tragically. But Sunday belongs to God, and and it's not a day to do nothing. It's a day to to rest, to worship, to enjoy family. So take it back. I mean, that means maybe for some guys, starting as simply as I got to make mass non-negotiable, because statistically. Our pews ain't full every week, right? Because a lot of people don't know that I'm supposed to be at Mass every week because I don't know why it's such a big deal to go to Mass. And you can pray anywhere, by all means, but you can't get the Eucharist at, at the movie theater or at the NFL game or, or on your couch. So the Lord wants to give you power, and I don't know any man who doesn't want more power or more strength. And, and that comes in the Eucharist. So take Sunday back, make it a point to get to Mass together as a family and to spend time with each other on a Sunday, like have a meal together, the Archbishop suggests. Um, find a way to, you know, to break open Scripture. Like do, do one meal in the course of the week in addition to Sunday where you're eating together and maybe you're just talking about the gospel coming up. And you, you go around the table and you simply say, hey, here's what we're going to do this week. Someone reads the gospel and then you just start talking. If you were going to preach this weekend, what would you preach on? What's Jesus saying to you in the gospel? So, so find a way to lead the family into a discussion about the Word of God, being formed by the Word of God. And then uh, another thing that he, he suggests is just to, to really, you know, find a way, and it's different for every family, but find a way to, to lead the family in prayer. I think when, you know, I often hear parents say, when, when our kids are little, it's easy to pray the rosary. Praying the rosary with teenagers doesn't usually work, you know, so... There's no one-size-fits-all, but, but I need to model prayer somehow for my kids, even if it's something as simple as, 
praying before meals or praying out loud over the children really simply at night before they go to bed, whatever. Um, and then I think one of the other things the Archbishop suggests is, you know, like find a way to take the family to confession. Just have it on your calendar. Like every three months, we're going to go as a family to confession. And you go first. I mean, those are really, they might be too practical for some guys. It's like, ooh, shoot, I wish I'd ask. But they're simple steps, and they make an impact. And they start developing habits and rituals, uh, especially for younger people and especially for boys. I, my, my dad is going to model for me what a man does. You're listening to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. Our guest today is Father John Ricardo, and we're talking about heroic fatherhood and covering a lot of ground. And Father, there's some priests that listen to this show, and I am a priest. What would you say to spiritual fathers? I'm sure it'd be kind of similar, but how can a spiritual father be a great father? So I think uh, just like I had to see my dad pray, I think... I don't think my dad prayed so that I would see him pray, but I think my dad prayed so that I would see him pray, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yes. So he didn't do it to attract attention to himself, but he did it visibly because he wanted to model for me, this is what a man does. And in a similar way, like as a priest, um, I don't pray you know, in the church publicly so that people will see me there, but I do. Because people need to know we pray. So I think uh, we, we can exhibit that. We can just kind of model, here's a manly thing to do, like be on your knees in front of the Lord, asking His help. Um, that, that's significant. Live joyfully. Like, no wonder we don't have very many priests. We all look, you know, sad, frustrated, depressed. Like, we're walking nightmares sometimes for, you know, vocations, because we just don't look happy. I mean, I wouldn't... I wouldn't trade my life with anybody in the world. I love being a priest. Not every day is a, you know, a rip-roaring, exciting day. But I love my life, and I think the more guys can, can give of themselves and demonstrate, hey, to give and to serve really does lead to joy, um, the, the more of an impact it can make on, on people. So, be, you know, be visible. When I was... I'm 21 years ordained now. I mean, when I was first in seminary and even as a, a, a younger priest, I mean, that whole ministry of presence thing, I just thought that's just so fluffy. Like, how useless <laughs> can that be, really? But it's essential. Like, I've learned to realize, like, no, they, like, they need to see me, and I can do so much better at it. Um, but if I'm, you know, like, be around, be at a game, throw the football with a kid, you know, wow, Father can throw. Um, maybe I can listen to him preach the gospel all of a sudden. <laughs> he, he does something that I like. Yeah. Right? I mean, simple things like that. So we're going to end here with a, a few kind of quick questions. We'll see how actually quick they are. Uh, the first one, probably the most important one, what are your feelings on the Iowa Hawkeyes? Um, well, we paint the locker room when we go there. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> hey, it didn't work too well for you. We actually won last time. It did time. not work too <laughs> well for us last year, no. Yeah. I turned that off about three minutes before that game ended because I just knew that was coming, and I thought, I don't want to see this. For our this listeners who don't know, Father John Ricardo is a giant Michigan fan. so And an alum. Okay, so oh, yeah. yeah, both. Uh, yeah. 
generally speaking, though, we're we're nice people, right? Come on, a little bit. You are absolutely. Okay, I've been. Nice. I've even been there a couple of times, and I'm looking forward to coming out again. So next time you're in, we got tickets. Uh, we'll we'll make sure you're you're taken care of. Okay. Good. We'll go watch him play Ohio State. <laughs> no, we're not going to do I'll that. I'll root wholeheartedly for you. <laughs> uh, yeah. That, I, can we? How about you watch us play Northwestern? We have a better chance against okay. them. Okay. <laughs> that might be a better idea. Uh, best piece of advice you've ever received? Pray an hour every day. Okay. Hands down. Yeah. That was. Uh... What are you? Re- what are you reading right now, Father? What am I reading right now? I just read a book on D-Day, which I uh, thoroughly enjoyed, um, and I just finished a book called uh, "The Church of Spies," which is. Um, got to be one of the most extraordinary books I've ever read about uh, some of the heroic folks in Germany at the time of World War II to kind of overthrow the tyranny that was going on there. It's, I really highly recommend that book. So back to the praying an hour a day. I'm going to get back to these quick questions. As a married man with three young children, is that something that I can be doing? Probably not. So what should I be doing? Is that for a quick answer? No, what should I? So let's, let's translate that for our listeners. Um, I think it begins with, uh, asking the Lord the question, Lord, what is enough for me okay. as a man? You you have to pray, so yep. it's non-negotiable. Like you need prayer, like you need oxygen. So I got to pray, but you probably shouldn't start with an hour if that's where you are. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's fifteen minutes. Okay, but every guy's got fifteen minutes. Yep, as long as you get it in your schedule. Uh, yep. Your favorite your favorite sport to play and your favorite sports to watch. Uh, golf and college football. Father, you've had a lot of powerful moments in ministry, some joyful, some sorrowful. What has been for you? Has there been a certain moment that's been most meaningful to you as a, as a priest? Yeah, I would say to have been able to be a vessel of God's mercy and to have absolved one person who was in mortal sin would have made my whole life worthwhile. Favorite, uh, I'll give you three books, and one of them can't be the Bible, uh, books to read, assuming the Bible is your first one. Resurrection of the Son of God by N.T. Wright. Uh, hands down the best book on the resurrection um, probably ever written. I think if you're looking for something really solid, um, go there. Um, someone just asked me this question the other day. It's a challenge for me because I have like my favorite hundred books. Don't worry. Um, I'm going to plug that here in a second, but I wanted to get you <laughs> three. Yeah, so uh, that'd, be, that'd be one. Uh, second one might be... Um, Joseph Pieper's Four Cardinal Virtues, and uh, I'll I'll throw a pitch in for uh, for James Shaw's uh, The Unseriousness of Human Affairs. Great book for people who like to focus on doing as opposed to being. So, in addition to that, there is a list of Father Ricardo's hundred favorite books. Again, just Google search that, and it is no longer a hundred. It's like a hundred and I don't know what you're at now, but you've cheated, and you're like at a hundred and ten or hundred and fifteen or something. Yeah, and it needs to get updated greatly. <laughs> your your book's not even on there. You didn't even put your own book on there. I wouldn't put it on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Father Ricardo, uh, we, we can't thank you enough for, for joining us. Uh, and again, I would encourage all of our, our listeners uh, to subscribe to your podcast, uh, listen to what's going on at your parish, uh, and, and obviously tune in on 11 o'clock uh, weekdays to hear your show. Uh, you fed so many people in our diocese and around the world, and we just wanted to thank you for, A, coming on the show, and, B, uh, for the ministry that you continue to do. My joy. Thanks, guys, for the work that you're doing to sh- promote the gospel. Thank you so much, you, Father, Father John. John. And uh, stick around, and after the break, we'll be back to follow up on heroic fatherhood. My
Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. I am Joe Stopulis along with Father Zach Kautsky. Just finished part two of our conversation on heroic fatherhood with Father John Ricardo. A lot to take in. A lot yeah, to a lot to digest uh, there. Father Zach, what are your favorite parts? What are your big takeaways from that conversation? Uh, I really, there was several things, but I think one thing that really stuck out to me was just the need for men to have mentors. And that story he told about the uh, gentleman that had the younger guy that mm-hmm. kind of, you know, wanted a mentor, wanted to go to coffee. So I, that kind of stuck out to me. You know, so as, I, I think that goes two ways. One, for me to have mentors, and then Right. Two, for me to be a mentor. I, mean, I think there's a two-way street. Absolutely. Uh, Look for opportunities to mentor, but mm-hmm. also be a mentee. I can, I can be a mentor to young people in the church, but I also need to be mentored by people who have gone through what I'm going through now. I'm closer to a 22-year-old than a guy who's 50, but I need both. I need to mentor to people and be a, men- and be a mentee. I agree. I totally agree. Um, would you be my mentor? Yes, Father, I will be your mentor. <laughs> uh, I also like what when he spoke about this reclaiming our identity as a father. And I was thinking, you know, one of the jobs that the father has today is to reclaim Sundays, really, to reclaim what is holy, to reclaim uh, the way that language is used in the house and to reclaim uh, the way that the family is going to spend time uh, together. And so there's a lot, I think, there to, uh, to that rightly as the father and along with our wife, uh, that we kind of reclaim and we take hold of you know what is ours which is especially i think sunday mm-hmm. i also love his challenge and i've heard him say it before is that challenge to to pray an hour a day mm-hmm. uh, i know that as a priest that's a very fulton sheen was kind of i don't know if he was that the first obviously to say that but that was one of his big things is yes. an hour a day in front of the blessed sacrament is what fed him to do what he did and likewise that time of prayer and as a married man with three young kids, it's a little tough to find an hour. But if I'm not scheduling in that 15 minutes or that 30 minutes, or that if I can get up to 45 or an hour, if it's not in my schedule, it's not going to happen. And so I think any of these great leaders in the church, as you hear them, they talk so much about just make the, make the priority of prayer in your day. And you hear Father John saying it. You hear a lot of other people saying it. And so in order for me as a, to be a great father, I need to look to the Father first in prayer and then I can start my day. Uh, so what a treat it was to have Father John on here. Uh, as always, uh, for, uh, Iowa Catholic Radio is listener-supported, so please consider making a tax-deductible donation today at iowacatholicradio.com. And for Father Zach Kautsky, I am Joe Stopulis. It's time to man up. Man up, inspiring men to live out their call to holiness with Joe Stopulis and Father Zach Kautsky. Heard Mondays at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Brought to you by Construction Professionals.